Brewers down to their final out now. Now up to Christian Yelich. Here it is. Yelich sends one to right center and deep. Get up. Get up. Get out of here and go for Yelich. He has tied the game with a booming home run. He got it all. Tied up 4-4 on a big home run the pitch. Ryan Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Brewers podcast. It has been one week since the Brewers have traded away Josh Hader and made their moves at the trade deadline. And wow, are things not working out well so far? The Milwaukee Brewers have lost, uh, let's see, six out of their last seven games. Um, You know, they've dropped three straight to the Pirates. They've dropped two or three versus the Reds. Team morale seems to be suffering fan morale is all over the place we have a great show for you today we're about to talk about everything i'm joined by my co-host alex alex how you doing man kj i'm a little i'm a little blown away because not even i could have predicted this i was skeptical on the last podcast bruce fans if you missed our instant reaction to the hater trade from last week go check it out so you get a little context but i was skeptical of trading away a guy like josh hater but not even could I have predicted this collapse. This is a collapse of what I've witnessed in this locker room, with this team, with this culture around this Brewers you know, team right now, is they're in a patch of adversity, and they have mm-hmm. to dig themselves out of it. Who's going to dig themselves out of it? Is it going to be Willie Adamas? Is it going to be Christian Yelich? Is it going to be a pitcher? Right now... I think Craig Council is looking around saying, please, you know, somebody, because it's making him and David Stearns look bad, especially after Mark Anastasio kind of, you know, kicked the can saying, hey, I've removed myself from the equation for years. I know a lot of Brewers fans initially were throwing heat at the owner, but he said, hey, I've removed myself from, you know, doing that. I'm no longer the Mark Cuban that I used to be. And so this is a baseball operations move. They're going to have to live with the results. The Cardinals are 9-1 in their last 10 games, like we said. Things got brutal, or is what we would say, Cage, reality set in. Reality may or may not have set in. It's a long season. We have a lot more baseball to go. But Alex is right. You know, there's cause for concern all over the place. Mark Adonacio, you know, whether it's true, whether it's not, you know, not true. He basically said, look, I got the call from David Stern saying, hey, look, we're, we're about to do something with Josh. He said in his own words that he had to sit down to kind of like take the news that was about to hit him. Well, he was delivered the news that they were planning to trade Josh Hader to the, to the Padres. And the Brewers ended up getting Asturi Ruiz and um, Robert Gosser in addition to, you know, Major League Relief help. Uh, that's their eighth and ninth prospects on their um, top ten list. So, so, you know, we did bring back some talent in, in double-A, the, the left-hand pitcher, Gosser. Uh, Esturi Ruiz is in triple-A. He's ready for the majors if need be. Um, so the Brewers did bring in some young help. I think a lot of Brewers fans 
are putting additional heat on David Stearns for a couple of reasons. One, people don't like change. That's you know something we've talked about consistently throughout all of the Ike podcast, throughout all of our content, and throughout all of life is people don't necessarily like change, but change is a constant in life. But two, the fact that one of the players the Brewers brought back in the deal was recently DFA'd, which basically means the Brewers no longer have him. He was picked up by the Colorado Rockies. So this is something that led a lot of fans to just be like, what in the heck is going on? It turns out it's this little quirk in the new CBA where a player can only be DFA'd so many times under so many circumstances. And the Brewers happen to have to get this player back in the trade to make the deal work. Either way, it's an absolutely terrible, terrible look for the Brewers front office. This is almost one of those parallels where the Bucks kind of blew that trade exception a few years ago. I think they originally got rid of George Hiller. It might have been Tony Snell. I forget the exact deal. But they essentially had a trade exception. They just let like fizzle into nothing in the NBA, especially contenders. Those are so big in terms of being able to take back players and take back bigger contracts to, to operate within the financial constraints. Uh, but really... You know, something on the flip side I find fascinating is two of the biggest players on the team have spoken out, and that's Corbin Burns and Christian Yelich. And their comments have been consistent with kind of where I've been. They're like, look, we hated to see Josh go. You know, it sucked to see Josh Hader go. We're, we're friends, we're teammates. He was a great guy here. He mentored a lot of players. But at the same time, like Christian Yelich is like, look, at the same time, we're pros. You know, like Christian Yelich is, a, regardless of the season he's having, He's acknowledging full responsibilities. Like, look, man, you know, we're pros. This is what we're paid millions of dollars to do, and let's go out there and win baseball games. Corbin Burns basically said something along the same lines. He's like, look, you know, it sucked losing Hater, but it's on us to play better. And right now the Brewers are losing out um, on just playing better. You know, it's like Hater. Uh, Devin Williams blew the save. You hated to see that. You know, he did not look confident. You hate to see that. I want to see confidence out of all of my players. When when coach says, hey, Devin, this is your time to go, you know, you got to be ready to go. you got to be ready to go and dominate those hitters. And I think he had a rude wake-up call right away in that first blown save. Uh, but one more point I want to make, Alex, before I turn it back to you, is that there's a reason that closers never win the Cy Young. You know, there's a reason that... When the Yankees signed CeCe Sabathia from the Brewers back in 2008-2009, they went and won the World Series next year despite already having Mariano Rivera on the roster. Closers consistently do not impact World Series. Starting pitchers do. It's terrible to see a fan favorite like Hater go out the door. But truth is, we kept everybody we need to keep. And we brought some pieces back. So it's just one of those things where the sample size has got to get larger and the Brewers have to play better. I know that was a lot. Alex, what are your thoughts on just some of the things I touched on? You know, I think Hater's dominance was a big leadership, you know, thing for this team, right? When you have a player that's so dominant at what he does, even if it's the closing role, it's a niche thing. Yeah, but Hater was very, very good at it. It was kind of like a second thought, right? When you got to the ninth about throwing in Josh, you roll him out every time. Of course, he didn't always hit, always make that save. But there was no real hesitation from counsel. Now, Devin Williams, you mentioned it, Cage. He looks shook. There's hesitation. Is Devin Williams going to be that next closer guy? Who knows at this point? On the offensive side of the ball, Christian Yelich, oh, we're pros. 
He said that after he got ejected from the ball game. It's like, dude, oh, you're God. supposed to be the leader here, man. You're you're in the clubhouse, bro. You're in the clubhouse. Like, and so I'm just kind of frustrated because when something like this happens, you need to turn to those, you know, franchise cornerstones, those pillars, and look to them for leadership, for guidance. I think, you know, that was something that even though Braun had his adversity, Brawny was always, was always that, that rock-solid leader for this team. And right now, I'm starting to think it was Hater. You know, Hater had the same type of adversity. When hmm. you see your fellow player, let alone an all-star, get absolutely drugged through the mud by the media and then come back and ball just like Brawny did, just like Hater did, it inspires you. It kind of like, you know, shows it that is nothing can, can like yeah. hurt you in a certain way. And here's one final thought for David Stearns. I want to shout out to a Brewers fan who actually told me this. I did not know this. But the only other time in MLB history that a first place team traded an all-star, they got back an all-star in return. So arguably, huh. you know, Stearns got a pretty lame duck package that's kind of what it's you know starting to i disagree like. i disagree i i hear that i hear that uh you know you you know you put forth an example like last time they did this you know they got back an all-star in return i'm not ready to rule out the package yet it's very early brewers fans you know we know like it's back when the brewers traded adam lynn for freddie peralta right like you know it's like no one knew if freddie peralta was being so far away from the majors, if he was going to be a key part of our team, our franchise, you know, competing for the playoffs consistently going forward. But guess what? He was, you know, baseball, it's like in life, we just talked about how people don't like change. Well, guess what? Another trend in life is that people's attention spans are getting shorter and shorter. People's patience is getting less and less and less. And that's not exactly something that, you know, goes well with a sport like baseball, where so often it is the long game. You know, I think NFL, NBA, a lot more of these quicker turnarounds, a lot more of these, you know, ready for the big time players. But but the MLB, it's a very much like a grooming process. You know, it takes time. Uh, you're trading for prospects. These prospects might, might need some seasoning. So there's also that to consider. I mean, the fact that the Brewers got two of their top ten prospects, uh, and both of them are very close to the majors in this deal, uh, you know, it, it's like they could do a lot worse. And, and I suggest everyone look at, um, you know, these some of these prospect packages going back in reliever deals, and they're frankly nothing to, to really um, – you know, really uh, write home about, you know, it's like they're not, there's nothing really special. I mean, Alex, any thoughts on that? Well, I guess it's different for other teams versus the Brewers, right? The Brewers were a team, you know, we're, they're small market by every definition. And when you have a guy like Josh Hader, he can win you so many ball games that you might've lost. It's kind of like one of those you know, defensive cornerstones in the NBA, right? A player who maybe doesn't put up the the points like a P.J. Tucker. But then if you lose P.J. Tucker and you get to the playoffs uh. and you don't have that shutdown defender, it becomes a glaring hole and you lose a lot of games that maybe you would have otherwise won just from a defensive standpoint. And I think that's what we're seeing. The Brewers the last seven days, they've been swinging the bat hot. You know, Keston Hira, two home runs. Willie Adamas, two home runs. Rowdy Tellez, two home runs. The boys are swinging decent bats. That's not the issue. The issue is, Cage, blowing leads, you know, Uh like not closing out the games. Sam Decker, I saw him put out a tweet saying it's almost like they've been cursed by this. I'm not going to go that far. I don't buy into that. That's just, you know, that's just fandom. You know, it's like, let's keep our heads on here. 
But I think, you know, in a way, it's about figuring out, again, how this team is going to close games, right? Who's going to be that setup man? Who's going to be that closing man? And it's difficult, very difficult to figure that out mid-season. That's like trying to figure out your kicker mid-season in football. <laughs> it's a hope and a prayer at this point, Cage. Yeah, well, well, hey, Brewers fans, um, you know, I, I'm excited to share this because this is actually like one of the few comparable deals to the Josh Hader trade. And Alex, I know you're going to find this interesting because a lot of the Brewers fans are, are actually right here in Wisconsin. There was once a super prospect, and his name was Jared Kellenick, and he was originally drafted from Waukesha, which is our hometown, but basically he was drafted to the New York Mets, and the New York Mets were trying to go into contention. So the Seattle Mariners ended up trading their all-star lights-out closer, Edwin Diaz. Look up his numbers in Seattle right before this trade to the Mets with, but for Jared Kalanick and that, and that uh, you know prospect package. But in order to get a super prospect like Kalanick back, they had to attach Robinson Cano's basically like, you know, $240 million deal. So it's like, you know, it's like these... Seems like an offloading. Well, no, exactly. And then like (laughs) Jared Kalanick, well, and Jared Kalanick, this supposedly super prospect, he's had 444 major league at-bats and he's had an OPS... Of 582 you know his average over those 400 some at bats is 169 so it's like that was the only like reliever trade that actually did net back like a super prospect but that super prospect didn't has yet to pan out and it's like there was also massive amounts of money being exchanged to a bigger market franchise so there's like there's a lot of factors that go into these deals but that's really the only prospect i think that like you know, was probably higher than some of the guys the Brewers got. So it's like you're not going to get a super prospect for a reliever for a closer. It just doesn't happen. If there are other comparable deals around the sport, I would love to, like, just analyze them. But that's, like, the best one I've found. Alex, thoughts on that? You know, because, like, you know, the team needs to play better, right, at the major league level. But but a lot of people are still so upset about the package. I mean, thoughts on that? Thoughts on some of the comparables? Well, it makes you wonder if Stearns actually tried to package Yelich, right? It's like, that's a huge contract, and maybe the Padres said, no way, Jose, you know? And and I have no problem with them doing that, keeping Yelly, because I think Yelly represents a super prospect that can still bounce back. I still have faith in him. I'm not going to rule him out. He actually had a you know multi-hit game yesterday. He's playing well the, out of the leadoff spot. Yeah, on the other side, though, Cage, you're paying a guy like that the big dollars to hit home runs and drive in RBIs, and he's got zero and zero in the last seven, you know, last seven days. So, you know, you need it's tough. You need a little more from him there. Brewers are getting a lot from a little. They've yeah. always been great at that. You know, Keston here, Rowdy Tellez, Victor Caratina. But at some point, you gotta have the stars if you're gonna win anything. How long, Cage, can you roll out, you know, a bunch of guys that, you you know, every year you go into the regular season saying, hey, maybe they'll do something. You know, we were talking about Kesson Hira and Rowdy Telez before the season, wondering if the first base position was our weakest position, right? Yeah. And, and now Rowdy Telez, you know, really swinging a hot bat this season. Willie Adamas was kind of the guy you knew about. I would say he's relatively a star the Brewers have, but it's like you need kind of those 
those stable players come the playoffs. We saw that when Manny Machado just, you know, kind of did work against the Brewers in that NLCS a few years back. The stars shine because they don't get flustered. The Braves, Cage, the Braves, mm-hmm. that's, why they, that's why they won the whole thing is they Freddy had stars Freeman. on their lineup who just don't get phased. The Ryan Brauns, you know, the guys who have been through baseball for over 10 years. Baseball is a tough sport. It chews people out. It almost, does. Almost like the NFL, right? I would say maybe at the same pace, but very similarly where guys get maybe a chance and that's it, right? And so to have these players that kind of stick around for a long time is what the franchise is like Milwaukee need. Um, Hater wasn't going to be that guy, I guess. He's not that guy at this point. He's gone. So, Cage, you know, looking at the Brewers' cornerstones, you know, I think a lot of people are now going to say, hey, if money wasn't the issue... Are we going to be signing Corbin Burns? Thoughts on that? You know, Corbin Burns is a better uh, investment than Josh Hader, in my opinion. But it's going to be very interesting just because the prices these starting pitchers command. You know, and, and it's like the Brewers have several more years of these guys. So there is a window that's open. And we do have a decent farm system in terms of, like, bringing in one of these guys because i think management knows that they don't do some significant noise this year in the postseason if they don't make it to the cs at least you know they're going to be on the hot seat because it's like you need to get over that hump it's very similar to like the utah jazz in the sense where they they made the playoffs the second round a few times and they couldn't get over the hump so they decided to, to retool a little bit well the brewers if you look at the farm system i mean jackson churio baseball america's ranking him number two overall prospect keith laws ranked him number three overall prospect he's a centerpiece who will be a potential future franchise cornerstone a guy who's even better prospect than jerry kalanick was uh, he, who could be a superstar, or he could be a headliner of darn near any player in baseball you wanted. So that's exciting. And not only that, the Brewers have four outfielders in their top four prospects. So it's like whether, you know, Yelich will probably be here for a while, but if they do offload him in a deal where, you know, maybe just a swap of contracts, you know, if they if they do need to retool that outfield, a lot of the Brewers' talent, you know, they got three guys in AAA, Sal Fralick, Joey Weimer, Garrett Mitchell. They got Bryce Turing in AAA. You know, you got Robert Gosser in uh, AA. You got Asturi Ruiz, the, the, the two guys that the Brewers just got back. He's in AAA. You know, Ethan Smalls, AAA. There's really a lot of just pieces here for the Brewers to make a move. But I don't know, man. I mean, like, you got to play well at hand. Like, you, you can't be – it doesn't really do any good for you to have a closer if you can't really get your closer uh, up to – you know, a chance to close, which they didn't really do a good job of in the week following the trade deadline. I don't know. I mean, prediction for the remainder of the year, do you think they're going to make the playoffs, Alex? Because right now, I believe, as it stands, the Brewers would be out of the playoffs. It's not looking good. But, I, you know, it's not looking good. But I don't put anything past Craig or Stearns, right? They've got my respect and they've earned it. So I'm going to give them a fair chance to see this through pretty much in August, right? Because come September... The 40-man roster will kind of, you know, who's going to play is going to be based on the competitiveness of this team. So August here is really a make-or-break month for the Brewers. And, you know, Cage, I would just have one final thought on this whole situation is potentially, you know, a secondary trade fell through for the Brewers, right? Oh, yeah. Like Stearns Stearns has right now what I would consider even the Brewers, right? You're listing off all those outfielders. 
They've got chips, right? They've they got, got chips. cards. They've got cards, but it does you no good if you're not winning on the table. So that's kind of my final thought is like how can the Brewers get back and start winning, turn this around so that they can compete with, you know, St. Louis and try and regain that final spot, uh, that final division champion. And you know, teams get hot, right? Teams get hot, teams get cold. St. Louis is hot, Milwaukee's cold. You know, I think this is one of those moves just to sum things up where just like investing, right? Like if you're investing in the stock market, you might sink some dough into a certain name and then it might go down right away, right? But this isn't necessarily for for most people I would say, it's not really like a, a short term. Bruiser move. in the red. <laughs> it's a it's a long term move. It's a right? long term so, so hold. It's a long term hold. Exactly. This is something that the brewers are making with not one week in mind. They're making it with, you know, multiple years in mind. So I think that's just uh something that's been proven to pay off for them again and again and again. You know, the Brewers, they've had a great five seasons. Um, but once again, we're not here for participation trophies. Just like the rest of you, we're here for a World Series. You know, we're here to win a World Series. And uh, that's our goal. You know, that's our focus. And, it, hey, you know, the Brewers, we expect them to, at the very least, get in the playoffs and compete for that. So we'll see, Brewers fans. You know, it's going to be an interesting home stretch. We just want to thank you for joining us for today's podcast. Alex, thank you for joining us fans and listeners all over the place thank you for joining us must see baseball in our future we'll catch you next time we out